I am legally required to advise you that you are now live on freethinkradio.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Let's play that beautiful, sweet, 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 sweet theme song. Because I'm sure right now, all of the, of the viewers of Freethink Radio are going, wait a second. These three guys just cut into the stream. Who are they? What's the name of the show? What are they doing? Well, this theme song explains it all. And we'll see you on the other side. You bet your ass it is. Time for the show on FreethinkRadio.com. Yay! Hey, wait, who's that? Is that you, Fox? That's me. I'm just coming around this corner right here. Wow, look at that. Once again, I bumped into you at like 10 o'clock in this hallway with the microphone. How are you doing? Every Monday at 10 p.m., we come around the same corner, bump into each other, and spill all our textbooks on the ground. It's the and same corner, and you would think cute. that one of us would, yeah, that we'll, we keep bumping into one another. Maybe we should come from different corners next time. And there comes Peas waddling in. Right here, I'm going to knock his books out of his hand. Watch this. <laughs> Fomp. <laughs> Don't Hi, tell me, Peas. Seven. First of all, first of all, let's do this right away. It's only 7 o'clock where I'm at. And I was wisely shifted to the side so he couldn't knock my books down. And I'm like, both of you get on your own corners, bitches, because this corner's mine. I'm Nevada Peace. I can see that you got the you got your fishnets on. Looks like you're gonna be working the quite hard tonight. The the funniest member of time for the show. Absolutely. As 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 interpreted by Show Rogan our growing depth of artificial stupidity. Uh, still Rogan's a little bit of pain in the ass. A little bit, but maybe we'll uh, maybe yeah. we'll make him a bigger pain in the ass. Who knows? Hi peas. Hi, how you doing? I'm sleepy. Are you sleepy? Well it's late where you're at in the great western states of Florida. West That's of right, Azores. I'm tip of the top of the caribbean uh now it's it's now i know you're not really there anymore but i've read some interesting things about orlando and uh -huh. disney world and that they are no longer gonna be able to police themselves they're gonna have to get state services and pay for them now is that is that all the buzz in the spanish republic of uh Cavana? Uh, yes, over here in the future capital of the former Spanish Empire, the heart of America's California, Orlando, Florida, uh, Disney World is shut down. They will they will not open. Uh, it's all over. Michael Eisner stopped by, and uh, they had him dig up that stuff he buried under the sidewalk a few years ago. I haven't found out what's in that box. Uh, Bob Iger, say. Bob Iger, one of my favorite guys named Bob. Uh, you know, he, he swung by, he shook everybody's hand, uh, gave him one last paycheck, then he got on the flute with Goof, uh, the float with Goofy. Or is it the flute no. with Goofy? I like that. It's Where, my, where's, where's my it's favorite my cartoon character? Goofy. It's my understanding, it's my understanding though that all three of those executives are expected to land on their feet because they are working with Scott Adams to create Dilbert Land, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, peace. 
Save it for the show, buddy. I thought we were doing show. I thought it was show. I thought we already. But it's did. not show yet until Fed until Fed reads oh. the show notes out loud. That's his favorite thought, part of the show. Bump bump bump. We were doing show already. Nah, haven't even gotten there yet. That's probably well, my the favorite best part I have. of the show is where we pretend to say hi to each other at the beginning. That's a uh, good part. My second favorite part of the show is reading the show notes and, a, mm. uh, you know, skim yeah. through and it looks like we've got a show to do tonight. Do you guys have your uh, your show goggles on? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I've, I've got my prescription show goggles on. I have my uh, sun protection UV filter show goggles on. I also have the ones that highlight anything that's unfunny. And I got to tell you, the this page is glowing. I've got my uh, J.K. Rowling fan alienator kit set to six. Well, since we all happen to bump into each other right here, and I've got these notes in front of us, let's jump right into the show. Let me just open my beverage into the microphone. There we go. What better place to start than line kind of, one kind of, show notes? This what is kind Klimp of beverage do you think it is? Bahoosh. Line two of the toe notes says time for the show 213. Dilbert does Dallas. Line three TFTS relay 022723. Line one. four should say Fid, turn yourself up. But it doesn't say that. I'm just going to go ahead and take it upon myself to do that anyway. And yeah, give me some, give me some of that volume. Oh, oh, crank it. How do I sound, fellas? Oh, I don't care. That was a trick question. Line four does say, Fid, do not read this part on the air. Line five says, Shift ten zilmuiv rif gisnin zuk yisgiv uli garsh arim zigarets exarfi. Can't say that. So uh, all you kids at home can uh, decode that, unscramble those words, and tell us what today's secret phrase is. Line six of the show notes says, Fid, read this part on the air. And guess what, guys? Line seven of the show notes is blank. Line eight of the show notes says, broadcasting live on freethinkradio.com. Welcome to Time for the Show, the only show that will leave you questioning your very existence. Join us as we take a deep dive. Actually, I watched an episode of The View last week, and that made me question my own existence as well. I don't know if we can say we're the only show. Join us as we take a deep dive into the abyss of the unknown and explore the darkest corners of the human psyche. Our hosts, Dr. Argus Fox, Reverend Pease, and Fid Julie will guide you on a journey through the twisted and macabre, where nothing is quite as it seems. We'll discuss topics that make your skin crawl and your mind spin, leaving you questioning your sanity and your place in the world. So buckle up, listeners, because it's time to enter the world of Time for the Show! And remember, once you enter, there may be no turning back. Did Show Rogan write that? That sucked. I know, mine are usually better. It's like he got it off of the... Line 11 is blank, (laughs) and line 12 appears to be more content from Show Rogan, our uh, chat GPT-based time for the show AI. He loves these poems. All right. A sardonic ode to show. Three hosts with sardonic wit. Their jokes hit hard and never quit. Their humor's dark. Their banter slick. Time for the show. A satirical hit. We do bits. And sometimes so fits. I think show Rogan is trying to take over the show. Well, don't think. Just do the show. Line 17 of the show notes is blank. Line 18 says, Segment 1, you hit my recap. The hosts provide a short recap of what they've been up to since the last episode. That's a good part of the show. And then I think we're supposed to do that because line 20 of the show notes is blank. 
Well, who's your you hit my recap, bees? You know, I, I'm uh, I'm preparing to go back to work after about with uh, as I've said many times before. I thought cancer would be much more fun than it has been, but uh, it turns out that I go back to work this Wednesday, which is the day after tomorrow. So I was gonna do a bunch of like last minute adventures and stuff, but I mostly have spent the time drinking super heavily. Um, so gotta catch up. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But so now I'm trying to get back. Like I have one more day to get my uh, to get my Stella back, and uh, that's a pretty good obscure reference there. They're remaking another version of that movie, so I'm hoping that that joke, by the time you listen to this, will be funny. I, you know, I'm missed a little bit missed, but I can't discuss it right now. Something happened that I think that another uh, radio show is kind of dicking me a little bit, and I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. But I will move you know, I'm very stoic now, so I don't like to complain. I don't like I to complain. That's why I saw him. No, no. Good radio piece. It's great radio. But that's. Uh, I got another uh, thing that's going on, but I'm not going to talk about it. But I am going to tell you that it exists. So that's fun. Uh, the, the viewers, it gets left up to their imagination what this other problem that you're having in your life right now is. Here's the thing, you know, again, I have, I'm trying to be... I'm trying to be nicer. I'm trying to be like I used to order a lot from Uber Eats, but now I just get up and go to the car and go get it myself. And uh, and I think it's a big step for me as a person. Uh, but it, it's just it's a lot. It's a big change. Um, you know, there's been other changes that I've made, like I took the cat box a little bit to get a little bit more life out of the bag so I wouldn't have to change it. Just little things that make you appreciate things a little bit more. But part of that might be because I got a cowboy hat too now. And cowboy hat, when you start wearing a cowboy hat, you start getting a little bit more cowboy attitude about stuff. Like I walked, well I didn't walk by it, but I drove by this corral today and I was looking to see if they had any livestock out there that maybe needed cowboy and they didn't they didn't probably carrot says luckily for me but nonetheless i probably would have gave it a shot with my cowboy hat on now that's what i'm talking about that is a good you hit my recap i got a cowboy nice hat. nice well played i don't know if i can top i got a cowboy hat nope <laughs> i can't <laughs> I got my recap, and it's nowhere like that. All right, who's your? You hit my recap. I went to the zoo. I took my I took my kid to the zoo, and it was uh, a, a pretty lackluster experience. The little train, you know, because everybody goes to the zoo to ride the train. That's what you really go for, right? I was looking yeah. forward to like squeezing in to the caboose. And and looking like some sort of malformed dairy farmer, and yeah, and ride the back. I was really looking forward to that. Didn't get to do that. Uh, went you know went specifically, not just for the train, but was going to feed the giraffes. Was re looking really into going up and and examining that prehensile tongue. Maybe get some ideas to take back home. You know what I'm saying? Eat the branch. Just eat this, eat this stick. But alas, no, I was not allowed to feed the giraffes. The giraffes had decided the night before that they were, they had a little roommate trouble, and they kind of had it out. And uh, one of the as as not the zookeeper, but the attraction attendant, put to me, uh, yeah, one of them's got a really gnarly gash on his neck. And of course, I look over. And the thing is nothing but neck. It, it took me 10 minutes to even find the gnarly gash. And I was also disappointed that there were no toys. I was under the impression that giraffes would have toys. Uh, and didn't happen. 
the black bear habitat. Uh, you know, we went over to that, and uh, my wife said, let's go over to the bear house. And I said, hey, bucko, they prefer the term ursine dormitory, because uh, the other one is a leather bar. Did you did you look for the white bears? Uh, well, you know, you, you don't really have to look for the white bears. They're the ones that you. They're really the ones that you see first. See, I could uh, write a Gilbert. I could write a yeah, Gilbert cartoon. That's pretty good. You can have a bear with pointy hair. Yeah, a piece of far sides next. Oh man, those those are hard. That's hard. Yeah. But that's it. Wait yeah, I second. went to the zoo. Zoo, uneventful. I I cracked jokes while I was there. Doesn't translate well to radio. So I just like to say boo to the zoo. I don't think you're talking about the zoo at all. All this talk about uh, long, thick necks and wet, open gashes and toys and bears. This is just a thinly layled thinly veiled recap of your last experience at the BDSM castle, isn't it? The zoo. Is that what it's called? No, but I've got a friend who can get us in. Well, it was pretty hot. That was a good sexy recap. Got my oh, I thought you just now. meant temperature wise. It was very hot yesterday. But I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the sentiment. Who's your who's your busted recap, Fid Tuli? Well, as you know, uh, I attended a wedding over the weekend, and uh, my recap this week is a is a bullet dodged recap. I'm combining this new bit, you hit my recap, and then our long-standing fan favorite bit, bullet dodged. It's a classic. So uh, I'm at the wedding, and uh, I got this of cousin. The century. This cousin decides she wants to dance with me, and as soon as we got on the the floor, the song stopped. So bullet dodged because that would have been really weird if I got a boner. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, you know, what you was what you learn when you're slow dancing. Leave room for Jesus. Line 20 of the show notes is blank. Line 21 says segment two, Piso box. Send your right. viewer mail to email at timefortheshow.com. Dot com. Line 23 of the show notes says caller is gay. And uh, are you ready for the Piso box, please? Line 24 has got a question from one of our loyal listeners. Sure. <laughs> Great. That's the spirit. Glad you're so excited to answer the the viewer mail. You know, these viewers, they love you, Peas. <laughs> they spend all week working on a letter to write to you, and they they revise it and they revise it and they crumple it up and throw it away start over and they try all week just to get it perfect for you and then they look forward to nothing more than you giving them an informed answer on their question and I ask you if you're ready to answer some viewer mail and you tell me sure well here's 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 why Big Julie experiment flavored is that um, you know it seems lately that we're getting these kind of like letters and they're not just to either one of us they're just all three of us and i guess that's okay but they're not really questions they're just kind of long-winded statements uh and, but let's see let's maybe i'm wrong this time maybe this will be this will be good this will be a good one eventually one would have to be good wouldn't you think yeah, you just got to burn through all those duds. Now, normally, right. you just don't read those on the show. The bad ones. <laughs> the piece but of our approach process. is the that we feel like the more process. bad ones we read on the show, the more yeah. likely smart. that the next it's one we smart. read is going to be yeah. good. Other shows have a whole screening process. 
and only the cream of the letters get through. Not our show. We will read any letter sent to us, some of them sexually inappropriate. Some of them should be. Yeah. Some have put us on watch lists, which has not been very fun, but I guess it is what it is. Read on! Get a P.O. box. First viewer mail is from Chuckleford Fizzle Snort of Flapjack Junction, Idaho, and it begins on live line 25 of the show notes. <clears throat> I need to turn on the word wrap. It's hard to read and scroll at the same time. Yeah. Dear Time for the Show hosts, I'm writing to express my frustration with your constant attempts at being edgy. Let me tell you, being edgy doesn't equal being funny. You guys need to understand that you can be hilarious without resorting to saying controversial or offensive things. It's just lazy comedy. I mean, I don't want to sound like a stick in the mud, but it seems like you guys are trying too hard to compensate. That's not what it says at all. It says to be provocative. Dot com. It's not edgy. It's just annoying. Your jokes are like a dentist drill. They just keep grinding and grinding, and I'm left feeling like I need a root canal. Please, for the love of all that is holy, try a new approach. I want to laugh, not cringe. Okay, maybe this one was a listener. (laughs) Yeah, wait. What was what was what was the person's name? J.K. Rowling. That doesn't sound like show Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> that could be real. But here's the no, thing. No, no, it's, it's, no, yeah, I was about to say it's been listening. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Caller twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> We're not really that edgy either. But. Uh, yeah, we're, we're as edgy as a butter knife. I think this should be, we should write a new bit that when the cities come out, like where the letter's from, like what was this one? Jasper Creek or Clown Town, Illinois. And then we should bet on whether those are real cities or not. Look them up on the Google Maps. Is it a male? Yeah, is they it a male? That, yeah, they, they play that city. game in uh, Saudi Arabia. Is it a city? <laughs> you beat is me to it, you son of a bitch. Wake You're up welcome. This week. Is it the woman? We're waking up. Abdul Muhammad Abjali here. Uh, first off, I'd like to say to to our writer, thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate your feedback. Your your continued participation in the reception of this product is greatly appreciated. And I would like to move to you, the party of the first part, i.e. you. Uh, Yeah, if if we're edgy, then we make Bill Burr look like a sword made of razor blades. We have no edge. We We are as edgy as a roller rink. So uh, strap on your wheels and, uh, and 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 get your mouth guard. It's 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 comedy roller derby time. Wu-Tang I like that letter though. Good good letter. Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. That's uh, that Chinese place down on Pine Street, right? Yep, Lee Ho fucks. <laughs> Line 29 of the show notes is blank. Mm-hmm, Line 30 mm-hmm. of the show notes says, Gonna get some Dear Dr. Fox, Reverend Pease, and Fid Chuli, I hope Ooh, this letter ch- finds you well, although I doubt that it will. You see, I have a topic that I would love to hear you make jokes about, but I'm afraid it's one that's a bit too taboo for your show. I know you guys are edgy and love pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable, but I'm not sure even you can handle this one. The topic I'm referring to is taxes. Yes, taxes. I know, I know, it's not exactly the most exciting or humorous topic out there, but I challenge you to find the humor in the IRS and the mind-numbing process of filing taxes. Can you make jokes about itemized deductions? Can you make the audience laugh with your witty takes on the tax code? I eagerly await your attempt at humor on this seemingly mundane topic. Who knows? Maybe you'll even convince me that taxes can be funny. 
And that no. came from Bud Lightyear residing in Beer City, USA. Everybody knows the only thing that's, that's a real funny place. about the only thing that's good about dying of cancer is that you don't have to think about your taxes because you're dead. How's that for a good answer? That's funny, right? That's edgy. Is that edgy enough? Is that funny enough? Where was this letter written from? Uh, it was from Bud Lightyear in Beer City, USA. Bud Lightyear. I think you know what? I want a letter from Surf City, USA next time. From the surfing bird. Itemized deduct nine eleven. Everybody's heard about him. He's the word. I like to say Papa Moo Mau Mau. There's nothing funny about taxes. The thing is, if they already know how much money I owe them, why why do they make me do the math? They already know what I owe them, because if I don't file, they'll send me a bill for whatever it is. How come I have to crunch the numbers? Isn't that what I'm paying you for? Yeah, make the government work for us. Isn't that my bit? Did you just steal my whole fuck tax bit? Like verbatim? You had a bit? Oh my god, it's like... Um, no, go ahead, what it's bit? funny. Go ahead. The whole no, tax no. bit thing. That Why don't they just take what we owe them? They know what we owe them. Why do we got to play this fucking dance where they decide, oh, fill out this form and figure out what you owe us? You know what you what we owe you. Just take it out of my fucking check. I shouldn't have to get some of it back. Take out what you're supposed to have and leave me the fuck alone for the rest of the time. I, you know, oh, but your tax return. I, that basically makes me look stupid that I gave a stranger, a group of strangers, like a $3,000 interest-free loan because they were super cool to me. Go fuck yourself. No, Pease, the thing is, I didn't quite steal your bit. We play by Quran rules here on Time for the Show. And as, <laughs> if, as it's, all of if it's our... less than 15 years old, it's your haram. joke. It's not haram. Well, as all of our uh, Muslim viewers... No, uh, whenever Large there's a push. contradiction in the Quran, then whatever, whichever one of the contradicting verses came later in the Quran supersedes the earlier one. So by me doing your bit after you did it, I actually made it my bit. So you're the one that retroactively ripped me off. Yes, it's in the book of Mencia. <laughs> Goddamn you, Carlos. All right, well, that's that's good to know. Good letter, whoever you were. Good to know, yep. That was from Bud Lightyear. Not with that attitude it was. Line 35 of the show notes is blank. Line 36 says, segment three, culture schlock. Mm. All right. And in case you forgot, line 37 of the show notes explains what that segment is, and it says... Discuss the host's commentary on various aspects of popular culture, including music, film, television, and social media. This week's topic is Dilbert creator Scott Adams. And uh, I know before the show, which there is, we don't talk before the show, but when we hypothetically were, you were saying that uh, Mr. Adams has found himself in the public light again. And I'm not at, up to speed with that, so uh, why don't you catch me up with our viewers on what... Is what there... Is, uh, I think I threw something in from Reuters on the show notes that should be the next line. I don't have my notes open. I'm on my phone. Oh, well, in fact, the next line of the show notes, line 38... You know, we're doing a show, right? But yeah, uh, you're correct. Line Line 39 of the show notes says from Reuters 
Okay, here we go. Yeah, so you know it's true. Scott Adams called black Americans a hate group and suggested white Americans get the hell away from black people in a response to a conservative organization's poll purporting to show that many African Americans do not think it's okay to be white. Uh, And then there's a quote from him. If nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, that's a hate group, Adams said on his YouTube channel on Wednesday. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. <laughs> his, once pop, his once popular comic strip, which lampoons corporate culture and was launched in 1989, will no longer be carried by the Los Angeles Times, the Washington Post, the USA Today affiliated group of newspapers and others, the newspapers announced in statements on Friday and Saturday. All right. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to um, commend newspapers for doing just absolutely doing. It was absolutely the right thing to do, consciously, objectively, ethically, and it was in no means a way of saving ink and having to print another page with anything on it. Well, so good call. Good call, Mister Hurst. And if you think about it, they are preventing tens of Americans from reading that cartoon. Uh, Absolutely those, correct. Those 15 people that still subscribe to newspapers in various retirement homes and nursing communities, and then the occasional free lover who gets it at the library uh, for nothing, reads it on a stick. So I love the slant, it too. Take it home. I love, I love how they say the once popular comic strip and then proceed to yeah. name like the five Please. biggest newspapers yeah, in the world canceled. that we're carrying. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I will say in all fairness, in all fairness to everybody involved, Scott Adams already does have some little KKK characters that he brings out from time to time. Uh, there's some of the more obscure Dilbert's, but you'll see them in the books and stuff. And they are mostly uh, making the KKK look stupid, so... You know, I don't know what to think about this. I'd like to think that he'd been misquoted because I kind of like the Dilbert comics. And I guess that's wrong of me to like things that are not uh, palatable. Like, like I don't know why I got to suck Scott Adams' dick and, and like everything that he says just because I like his cartoon strip. Can't I just like that cartoon strip and not give a shit about the rest of whatever he fucking says? I, I mean, I do it with actors all the time. Uh, I really like uh, Alec Baldwin as an actor, but I don't, like, set my life goals to be what Alec Baldwin says when he's punching out a guy for taking his parking spot in New York City. You know, it's or not, shooting it's somebody. Not, or shooting somebody, you know. That's not something that, you know, <laughs> I don't think I need to be involved in that kind of... De- but, yeah, he's in this little rom-com. Sure, I like it. It's good. He's pleasant to look at. I don't know. J.K. Rowling, same thing. She said some things and some people didn't easy, agree easy with her. Now, eyes. we're all supposed to like not like her now. We got to not like Harry Potter. Look at this new Harry Potter video game. But, you know, fuck it. You know, Mark Twain wrote about slavery. Like, can I not read Mark Twain anymore because we don't have slaves? Or, or you know, he, he did, as a white man, he did the slave voices in the vernacular as he heard it we tied it's just so ridiculous all the things that we go through and uh you know scott did say that i'm sure he said something to the effect because it's not the first time scott has said something well maybe he'll learn something maybe maybe some people in the black community will reach out and try to educate him um but you know people in scott's position no i think that i think like that's that. what he's trying to avoid i think he's trying yeah, to keep well, away from that here's the thing people in, in Scott's positions they, they see certain things take place and uh, and they focus on that it's like being on Facebook too much oh well I'm, all I look at is bad examples of, of black people and, and all things that I hear are are certain groups of black people that say bad things about white people and that so then he makes this big huge uh, statement but the reality is I mean I have tons of people that are my friends that are African-American and Mexican and Chinese oh. and from Hong Kong. And it's like, 
when you get down to it, outside you of don't the know internet, any, you 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 only know African Americans. You don't know any Mexican Americans or Asian Americans. You only know Mexicans well, and I like to call Chinamen. By their, well, I think they whatever, whatever the or, the ornamental. But the point friends. that I'm getting at, the the white privilege point that I'm trying to make is that I don't have any of these problems face to face with people. I really don't. I don't no, feel it's all like in private. Every every now and then I do come across somebody and I'm like, oh, that person doesn't like white people. That's like Malcolm X descendant or something. Nation of Islam person or something. But but it it happens very rarely and I think uh it happens inversely a lot more to people of color than uh than the inverse. So it's like every now I don't think I have it coming. It makes me feel bad. Uh, but again, it's like it's not like I got it's not something I go through every fucking day. I get tired uh, yeah. of hearing about I get tired of hearing about the whole thing. But on the same token, you know, I don't know what to say about it. I'm not the one that it happens to every day. I don't know. Um, you know, comics is a business, and he said something that's not really supported by their editorial platforms. They have a right as a business to not carry him. I don't think it's going to stop the popularity of. Dilbert uh, being, as, as you know, uh, Disney's just made a huge deal to close Disney World in Orlando and open up Dilbert Land uh, with a J.K. Rowling tie-in where the Dilbert cartoons are actually little calendars on all the wizard's deaths in the new J.K. JK Rowling world. And, you know, they, they walk through the pictures like they would anywhere else and all stuff. And it's a fabulous synergy that's going to take place. And I think it's exciting, you know, and it gives it a gives this new coming up company uh, another 89 years of copyright free infringement where they can really market these two things together without any kind of intellectual infringement from the outside world. Which Disney, you know, is every day that goes by, they lose more and more of their intellectual uh, property because they stole it from old German people to begin with. But I, I guess that's all I've got to say about that. Well, you know what, Pease? First of all... That was good radio, Pease. Good radio. <laughs> Reverend Good Radio Pease, everybody. Dot com. There he is. But first of all, Pease, your whole argument of, like, you have a bunch of black friends. Look, I have some subgenius friends, but I largely hate subgeniuses. Absolutely. So that doesn't hold water. And second of all, you know, the only reason we're talking about it and the only reason that you're complaining about seeing it so much online is because it's getting pushed. This is engineered. You're not just happening to see these things. This whole thing started because a conservative organization, a conservative organization pulled black people and asked them if they thought it would be okay to be white, knowing that they United would get the lopsided results that they would yeah. so that they could push United it out States to people to stir the fucking pot. You know, that it's was the United pushed. States Coast Guard that made that survey. That is a fairly conservative organization, yeah. Yeah. And remember, it's it's not that white people and black people black when it comes to when it comes to thought blacks, uh, nobody, you know, nobody was saying that black people can't be racist. Well, they they were telling black people they can't be racist. There's a difference in that. You should pick your side of history you're going to be on. Oh no, I think I think with even within we even like the word to use the word community because I think it's divisive. To, derisive. Uh, so if I say black community, it's like automatically excluding you know the rest of the people that might live in that yeah, which area. which just, black community which one it, you know there's only one right how do i decide what that is but then just for the sake of argument when when life was simpler and and we had intellectual discussions about this let's go back to spike lee's movie um do the right thing which goes in depth uh, in depth and maybe it may uh, not be the right thing i think it's but it was, uh, he did make a movie, and it may not do, be do the right thing, but he made a movie that was all about, uh, within the uh, black community, the racism they had with each other based on the tone of their skin. 
and uh, terms that they were used in the slave days. And I don't even know if it's if it's socially appropriate for me as a white person to even talk about these things. But things like how yellow, high yellow, uh, octoroon, all, all these things were associated with different colors of blackness. And that in the black communities for decades, slave times or even during slave times, lighter-skinned blacks were given more opportunity than darker-skinned blacks. And that it's ingrained in the community. And even this today, um, as racist as we might think they're being towards us, they can be even more so uh, racist to their, to, their, to their own community. Now, this is a, an issue that's brought up by a very famous black director talking about his experiences as a, as a black person. It's not me. It's, oh, this is my takeaway. No, it's not. It's Spike Lee, man. He's a great, he's a great um, basketball fan and, uh, and director. And he's made some fabulous socially conscious movies. And, and I think that I wonder... If he has the same take on that film as he does now, because the media portrays the black community as this united uh, front, and I would say, no, that's not true. The media tries to ignore the fact that even within a group when everyone is quote unquote the same, they will find ways to segment themselves into individual cliques within that. And that the movie that I'm addressing that Spike Lee made addresses that specific problem within a, I hate to, like, again, I hate to use the word community because I like to feel that I'm a part of the community that they're talking about, just not as, not, not in that click, not, not in that way, but I can, I can be like, I'm just, no, here's the thing, because white people have done the same thing. It's not oh, like no, Irish. No, we haven't. We have. No, we, we haven't. Did it with no. We did it with Italians. We did it with Irish. No. We did it with every new group that came. They're not white oh, people. Huh? <laughs> well, not, we are now. We're honorary. Yeah, yeah. And that's where everybody's going to be pretty soon. And then once everybody's white, no one will be. Now, what do you think is going to happen when, and it's coming, it's coming especially in California. And I, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a first gen. I'm a second generation American. I wasn't. My family wasn't really here for any of this shit. Uh, and again, I might be speaking from a, a point of privilege, but the point being is, is California is getting very, very close to considering giving reparations. And the federal government has many, many studies where they are considering giving people that can trace their family history to. Um, you know, some aspect of slavery or some impact by the slave trade reparations that were promised to them after the Civil War, which was, at the time, land-rich country, uh, 40 acres and a mule. And you could, you could make, you could make that promise to 5 million people. But those, those 5 million people now are, you know, 75 million people in this country. What's going to happen when they all get reparations and then everybody else doesn't? You know, I just don't know. You're talking about, like, like, like post-adjunct reparations? Yeah. When white people finally, you know, get something back. Dave Chappelle did a skit about this. Dave Chappelle did a skit about this. And his main reason, and you know, again, this is Dave Chappelle. It's not my joke. I don't want people to get mad at me for telling or paraphrasing Dave Chappelle's joke. But when Dave Chappelle talked about reparations being given, talking about like like post adjunct reparations. Right, and, and all his friends yeah. are driving. I got me a truck of food. And they're all playing nice. Listen, why is it? Why are we time looping? It's a time loop. And you know, again, this is Chappelle. It's not my joke. I don't want you to get mad at me. I'm not getting mad at you. You're the one because you said that you knew at least one African American 
like that it makes it okay yeah exactly so it's okay when you said spike lee was an avid basketball fan i'm i'm glad that you were able to bring those two things together what you didn't do was make a joke about how the guy that draws cartoons about powerpoint uh interprets data that's what it is i'm not getting mad at you because you said that you I can't hear you because of the feedback. It's a time loop. That's all I want to say about that. He makes cartoons about PowerPoint and he interprets data like that. That's that I, I've got nothing. I've Actually, got nothing. I should say to the viewers that as we record the show, uh, Dr. Fox and Reverend Pease cannot hear the music bed that I'm playing. And I gotta say that the 1980s synth wave that I put underneath Pease's commentary about the status race relations was uh, bread and butter. Did they laugh? Show Rogan thought it was okay. Only mildly problematic. See, I feel bad because I really should. I don't have an opinion. I shouldn't be allowed. This is where Scott Adams fucked what up. What do you mean you don't have up. an opinion? You just went on for the I last don't. ten minutes with an opinion. No, no, that's just that's just that's potential experimental comedy stuff. It's you know, I I don't I really I understand that I don't really have an opinion on this. I. Just a poor he, boy. No, what it come? What, what I heard, Pees, What I heard, Pees, oh, is that no. you think you. Oh, no. We need to Please sit black people down and explain to them what racism is. That's what I heard no, you say. No, no, I was saying that every group of people That's right. has racism within their own groups. Even the Aryan Brotherhood. There's some Aryan brothers that the other Aryan brothers are like, yeah, those fucking slobs. Fuck those guys, you know. There's and some like, alien brothers that are like, I hate Pease's hat. Right, exactly. And you know, I got like the neck tattoos and everything. They're not permanent ones, but you know. Can make a can we make a new sitcom uh, called Aryan Brothers? <laughs> Under undercover, it, undercover Aryan brother. Yeah, it's 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 two <laughs> black guys in white face. And they move from the suburbs to a trailer park, yeah. and every week they they try to they try to infiltrate the the local clan meetings. But they what's their name? They, but but the Edgar? clan's just one step ahead of them the whole way. They know something's going on. They keep tricking Edgar, them. Edgar and Cletus. Yeah, that's in the pilot name. episode, the Aryan brothers are having the boss over for hot pockets, yeah. but uh, they almost forget <laughs> the to Ari- hide no. the bottle. They almost the forget Aryan- to hide the bottle of of Hennessy before the boss gets there. <laughs> no, we're hitting it wrong. The Aryan brothers, see, get you got hit the brothers. The Aryan brothers are all black brothers, and they're yeah. just named the the Aryans. Yeah, the Aryans. They don't know what it means. You know, actually, the word... Yeah, yeah, we could do Kanye for that. Yeah. (laughs) They just think the symbol looked cool. If you if you forget about the what you heard the about word Thor, Aryan means, it would actually Yo, make brother, a pretty good first name Thor? for a black guy. <laughs> Aryan. <laughs> Aryan. He's, he's not heavy. He's my brother. Aryan Whitaker. He plays uh, <laughs> defensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. Forrest Arian Wicker. All right, Turtle Order of left. the Elks. Ooh. Oh, Wicker. Wicker. Okay. Okay. Nicholas Cage. Line 43 enough. of the show notes is blank. Line 44 says segment four paid copy all right so this is the part where we do some business uh favorite part of the show you know what whatever happened to uh whatever happened to big black smock i thought we had a good thing with uh, them. You you normally like that. Our copy. 
It was it was pretty good. I mean, there was a little bit of feedback uh, concerning Jesus' uh, unwillingness to to read the copy as as was requested on the show. Uh, but it actually turns out that uh, I believe the the whole product was recalled after one of the cheese filled goose hunters inside the black smock food log uh, uh, actually gave somebody a third degree burn. Just think um, of how bad it must have been for the you, that after what I said tonight was the thing I drew the line at. Oh no, I'm not saying that. That, that you threw the wine at? No, no, it's my teeth. I said, I said, never mind. Just go ahead, go on with your your. When the show gets bad enough, you take your teeth out. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't say that. All right. Well, well, well. Are you going to read tonight's paid copy piece? Uh, I think I was. I looked at that, and I'm. Uh, uh, you know, Fit is so good at reading stuff. Yeah, but it's just like notes. It? I have to do like intro music and shit. Oh man, that's rough. Uh, okay. Oh no, this has well, to, the thing in why it. Why don't we? I guess it's not updated. Okay. <laughs> not updated. Okay. Oh, here it is. This will be it. All right, here we go. Did we talk about Dilbert? And now, it's time for another exciting product from the makers of things you didn't know existed. Introducing the Pointless Box. I can't read and twist the nipples at the same Uh, time. There we go. The Pointless Box. Yes, folks, that's right. The Pointless Box. The box that has nothing inside. No prizes, no coupons, no money, no free coffee. Just one empty box. You might be thinking, why would I want an empty box? Well, we've got a few reasons. For starters, it's a great conversation starter. Imagine walking into a party with your pointless box under your arm. People will wonder, what's in the box? And you can just smile enigmatically and say nothing. Instant icebreaker. Sound effect, people laughing and chatting. And for those of you who love a good prank, the pointless box is perfect. Hide it in your friend's office or put it in a co-worker's locker. They'll be tearing their hair out trying to figure out why they got a box with nothing in it. What the hell is this? But wait, there's more! The pointless box also doubles as a stress ball. Feeling anxious or overwhelmed? Just hold the box and imagine all your problems disappearing. Or if you're feeling really adventurous, toss the box in the air and catch it. It's like playing catch with yourself. I'm throwing this up and catching the box. And let's not forget about the environmental benefits. That pointless box is made from 100% recycled cardboard. So not only are you getting a box with nothing inside, you're also saving the planet. Sounds of nature. But don't just take our word for it. Listen to those satisfied customers have to say. I wasn't sure about the pointless box at first, but now I can't imagine my life without it. It's like my own personal Zen garden. <clears throat> I got one for my sister's birthday, and she was so confused. It was hilarious. I put it on my bookshelf, and it makes me look smart. People think I have some sort of avant-garde art piece. People laughing and chatting. So what are you waiting for? Order your very own pointlet box today. Phone ringing. Operators are standing by. Phone ringing and someone answering. Thank you for calling Pointless Box headquarters. How may I assist you? Phone hangs up. And there you have it, folks. The Pointless Box. Order now and receive the seven bucks for twice the nothing. The good tagline. I like that. And we're back to time for the show right here on Freethink Radio. Mopping up, because as I look at the show notes, we are at line 73, which is blank! Line 74 says, segment five, influenza surge. Okay, I don't know what that bit is. And line 75 
does not offer any clues because it is blank. Line 76 of the show notes says, ask the hosts about people in the public eye. <laughs> Suggestions include, oh no, Elon Musk, who recently stated in replies to tweets about the host, about the uh, Scott Adams controversy, said that the media is racist against whites and Asians. All right. That's it's like a big racial team up. It's whites and Asians <laughs> versus everyone else in a team match. Do you know you, that Elon Musk, little known fact, if you like Jovian body wash, that is uh, Musk scented, and it's actually based on Elon Musk's actual scent. He's my favorite African American. He lives in the house. Line Will 81 Smith of the show that. notes is blank! Line 82 of the show notes says, uh, oh wait, no, I skipped. Line 80 has our second uh, suggestion of okay. of the influenza-sers bit. Where we're supposed to talk about people in the public eye. Yeah, but every time we fuck around with the COVID stuff and the, like, Willie Harrison does, we get, we get banned. So I think we should just go right into shout-outs. Well, as as we, we mentioned talk earlier, about COVID stuff, that'll be it for us. That'll be the as last we mentioned bit. earlier. All of the show notes are now being written by Show Rogan, who is a Chat GPT based AI, whose only data set is information from the Time for the Show website, which is timefortheshow.com. And what I think he's doing now is he's writing the show notes. He's just prompting us for more information to build his data set. So I'm starting to feel like like I'm becoming complicit in, in an AI growing itself to eventually take over the world. But uh, if there was any AI that was going to take over the world, and there will be one, I would prefer if it was Show Rogan. Come on, everybody, try my new AI now. Come on, baby, try our new AI now. Nice try, Show <laughs> Rogan, but I'm going to skip right to line 81 of the show notes, which is blank! And line 82 of the show notes says, segment six, shout outs. Uh, Dr. Fox, do you want to pick up line 83? Sure, buddy. Thanks. <clears throat> we here at TFTS are proud to offer you the most mind-bending, paradigm-shifting, and downright bizarre content you'll find anywhere on the internet. But we can't do it alone. We need your support to keep the madness flowing. That's why we're calling on all of our dedicated listeners to join our Patreon and become a part of the Hypercube community. Not only will you get access to exclusive bonus content, behind-the-scenes glimpses, and other perks, but you'll also be supporting the continued existence of our show and everything we stand for. And if that's not enough, we're also inviting you to join our Discord server and connect with other like-minded individuals who share your passion for the weird and wonderful. We've got channels for discussion, collaboration, gaming, and just about everything else you could imagine. All with a healthy dose of absurdity and non-sequiturs, of course. So what are you waiting for? Don't think, just do it! Join our Patreon and become a part of the Hypercube today. And remember, when the rest of the world is spinning out of control, there's only one place to turn to for your daily dose of insanity. All available at www.timefortheshow.com. These fine people have our gratitude for supporting Subject T Change, Bob South, Long Dead, Hazel of the Windmills, Caller 23, Dr. Cosmac. Get your shout out for just $1 at patreon.com slash hypercube and on the blockchain at backed.by slash hypercube. Okay, I'm done. That brings us to line 91 of the show notes, which is blank! I was going to say that. I was waiting for you to say it. I didn't. It was blank. But line 92 is not blank. It says, segment seven, P's apologizes. Apologizes. Uh, my quaalude is kicking in. Nice. Line 93 of the show notes says, the traditional ending segment where Pease recaps the episode and apologizes for it in his own unique way. 
Oh. No, I guess what I'm going to apologize for tonight is probably going on and on about the black struggle without actually being black. And, and again, I tried to say it during the segment, but it's probably Wait, you're something not black? I should just, I should mind my own business. It's really the work of a Slav. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have found, especially in uh, in the comedical sense from having cancer, that life is too short. And that I need to make friends with all God's children. Although I don't really believe in God, so I haven't seen any of his children. Just a bunch of arrogant monkeys. But nonetheless, I need to be nicer to you people. And, uh, and I... I think it's important to stress that there are a lot of things good about the earth, but there's a lot of bad things right now. And if you only focus on the bad things and you don't listen to the good things and you don't, you know, don't get too upset about not getting the train ride at the zoo and, uh, you know, sorry that the giraffes had a death match before you got there and they had to be separated, but you know, be thankful that you weren't there to see the death match. While you as an adult might have enjoyed it, young children could have been traumatized. So let's just move on from that whole horrific story. But other than that, I... it. Huh? Nothing. Keep going. Well, I'm just saying. I've reached into this Norm McDonald voice a couple of times tonight. God rest his soul. But, uh... It's, I'm sorry for everything we're doing, but yeah, it's okay. We're just monkeys on a big ball. No peas. It's not okay. That's why you're apologizing. All right. Well, I'm done. I'm done. Because earlier you complained that the viewer questions weren't really questions, and I feel like I just got a peas apology that wasn't really an apology. Standards. Standards. Are you, standards. Saying, are you sorry? It's 8.02. Sorry, because it's 802. You know, I turn into a pumpkin in about three or four minutes. I could grab my piece of chicken and Neapolitan Eskimo sandwich. You know, since I made that rant about the Eskimos last week, I noticed that <clears throat> suddenly and strangely the Eskimo pies in my frozen freezer were dramatically less than they normally had been. So I think that the Eskimos have plotted against the peas and put some kind of poison or some kind of compound into his delicious Eskimo pies and then lowered the price to where peas could not resist buying them because he's no idiot. But how many must die before the Eskimos can attack and destroy your friend and mine, the peas? Well, I don't know, kids, but stay tuned next week and we just might find out. That's time for the show. All right, Peas. Well, if you want to tap out, I think you can do so because uh, even though line 94 of the show notes is blank, line 95 of the show notes says outro. And it appears to be a, uh, it appears to be a poem that's written by none other than our very own show Rogan. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. I believe it is the poem from last week. Great. It's my least favorite part of the show, a poem by... That makes it my favorite. Our, <laughs> by our very own uh, AI language model named Show Rogan. Um, man, actually, maybe PZ should hang around because you might want to apologize for this one. No, I'm done. All right. See you next week. Peace. <laughs> Watch your step right. around that corner. Hey, you dropped your vagina. Yep. It's got sand on it. God damn you kids. I told you to sweep up. <laughs> that would have well, been good. This... That would have helped in high school. Peace. I wish I, I wish I had that one. <laughs> this poem does not have a title. Uh, but it does begin on line 96 of the show notes, which say, As the sun sets on another day, and we bid farewell to the airwaves fray, we pause to reflect on all we've learned, 
all the wisdom and humor we've earned. From the depths of our minds, we've dredged the absurd, the strange, the unalleged, and we've shared it all with you, our friends, as the show comes to an end. But fear not, for we'll be back with more tales of the bizarre and abstract, more rants and raves and ridiculousness as we explore the human consciousness. So until next time, stay weird and wild, embrace the madness, let your mind run wild, and remember, above all else, don't think, just be yourself. Click, click. Line 112 of the show notes is blank. And uh, I'll let Fox pick up line 13, 113 all the way to the end. You, you want a specific voice for line thir- 113? Your second best, second best voice. I want that one. <laughs> Special thanks to our broadcasting host at freethinkradio.com. Thanks for Rubik's Cube for our kick-ass theme song. We broadcast live every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. You can join our Discord server, Hypercom, and subscribe to Time for the Show's podcast feed at show.com or on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please leave a review and rating in your preferred app. You can send your nasty letters to email at timefortheshow.com. Don't think. We'll see you next week. And the, the next line isn't blank, it's just in the document for me. Peas, you're still here. Oh. Now return you to your regularly scheduled freethinkradio.com programming. Dot com.